1: Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot.
0: Astros Baseball is brought to you by Ram Shirts. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me today is Deb Seymour. Deb, thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. So I, I came across Deb on Twitter. She wrote a story called, what makes us root for the teams we do? And being an Astros fan after the scandal, I've had fans from other teams ask me, how are you still an Astros fan? And so this, the story that you wrote hit home with me and I that's why I wanted to bring you on And let's talk about it. So before we get started, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
0: Hi everyone. Uh, I actually grew up in New York City. And uh, I now currently live right outside Washington DC in um, part of Maryland that's really on the border of DC. But prior to moving to where I live now, I lived in Southern California in Orange County and in los angeles and then in baltimore so i've spanned both coasts and i've always been a sports fan grew up with a bunch of brothers and uh, i've learned a lot about sports along the way and i've become a blogger and a writer um, and focus on primarily i would say baseball and hockey but also basketball and football and some other sports peripherally as well and my fandom is just so that there are no, there's complete transparency. My fandom is to the New York teams with which I grew up. I am a Yankee fan primarily. I am a Mets fan secondarily, and I am a New York Rangers hockey fan. I am a New York Giants football fan, and I am a New York Knicks basketball fan. Thank you for having me on the program.
1: So let me ask you this from New York. How do people decide which team to, to like? Is it just handed down by family? Is it where you live? Because I, I believe, except maybe basketball, you have two teams in every sport. In basketball, we have two
0: teams as well now. Uh, the the What were the New Jersey Nets moved to Brooklyn, which is in New York. So there are there now the Nets. So there are two teams in, in just about every major sport in New York. And most people do become a fan of the team that their parents or their grandparents, or their brothers, or you know their sisters, or their cousins. It's usually a family thing in New York City. But in addition to that, there are some location factors. So typically, let's say with respect to the Yankees and the Mets, um, folks from, they always say this, it's not collectively always true. Folks from Manhattan and the Bronx tend to be Yankee fans. Folks from Queens, Brooklyn, and Staten Island tend to be Mets fans. Uh, Folks from Long Island tend to be Mets fans, just because it's closer to Queens, where the Mets are based. And folks from Connecticut and New Jersey tend to be Yankee fans because they're closer to the Bronx, which is uh, where the Yankees are located. So it's both family and location, and I guess also friends and school um, have an influence as well.
1: You you said you grew up with brothers. I Um, did. Do any? Did anyone in your family? you know, veer off the path and like a different team than the family?
0: Um, It's really interesting. You know, in my family, there were never really specific teams. It's People always say if you grow up in New York, you can only be either a Yankee fan or a Met fan. It's not possible to be both. Um, And, you know, there are people who feel very, very strongly about this and feel that if you're a Yankee fan and you support the Mets at all, you're actually a traitor and vice versa. If you're a Met fan and you support the Yankees at all, you're a traitor. Uh, but my family, for whatever reason, my brothers and my father and my my, fa- my extended family, we were never fans of either the Yankees or the Mets in particular. Uh, we went to both teams' games equally, Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium at the time that I was growing up, now Citi Field, for the Mets. And um, there was never just sort of a favoritism in my family with respect to that. Um, I think I became more of a Yankee fan because I grew up in Manhattan, I lived there for so many years, and that's the location factor that I alluded to earlier. Most folks in in Manhattan tend to be Yankee fans and not Met fans, so I think that's why my preference eventually evolved to being more of a Yankee fan and um, only a Met fan secondarily, but as far as my brother's influence was concerned, they were equally interested in both teams, which, as I said, is highly unusual in New York City.
1: I grew up in Oklahoma, as most people that listen know already, and we only have college football there. We we have the Thunder now, so there is NBA, yes. and just like here where I live, all we have is NBA uh, with the Spurs, but the question I asked you, my answer is my immediate family, my parents, my brothers. All the way down to the grandkids. We are all Oklahoma. Nobody veered off to the Oklahoma State side. So it stuck with the family. And the other question is like. Why you root for teams you root for. And I don't ever remember making a conscious decision to be a Sooners fan. I was just born into it. So I know how. Your family can totally influence your love of sports and who you love as sports teams. Location also has a lot to do with it. When, I Like I said, grew up in Oklahoma, no professional sports. And like most of America, you had the Cubs and you had the Braves on TV every day. So you kind of chose one of those two teams to like. And... When I moved to Texas, I started liking the Astros based on the location. I'm three hours away from there now. The Texas Rangers are five hours away from there from me. But when I first started going to Astro games, I was only two hours away. So it was it wasn't the rainbow uniforms. It wasn't the Astrodome. It wasn't any other factor that drew me to the Astros except the fact that I could go to the games. And so you said you've moved to different cities that have that has major sports teams, but you stick with the New York teams, no matter where you go.
0: That's right. Yes, and you know, it's interesting because um, I think that's most common and the research I did for the the column that you referred to the article that you referred to at the very top of the show. The research that I did explained that people do tend to stay, you know, allied with or feel an allegiance to the teams that they initially grew up with, most likely based on location and family influence or friend influence from school, and um, that's certainly been true for me. So, as I mentioned, um, I've lived in various different cities, major cities that have sports, uh, major major league sports since. Growing up in Manhattan in New York City, and yet um, never really became particularly interested in the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, even though I did live very close and I have been to their stadium, the Big A. Um, never really felt a true affinity there. Uh, lived in Los Angeles and never even made it to a Dodger game, even though I lived there for three years. Um, did try once, but there was a blackout and so we couldn't make it. Um, And I lived in Baltimore, and I actually lived walking distance from where the Orioles play. Um, The house in which I lived in Baltimore for six years was 20 minutes, 15, 20-minute walk away from Camden Yards, which is where the Orioles play. So we went to multiple, multiple Orioles games. And um, usually when the Yankees were in town, but sometimes Orioles playing other teams, still never became an Oriole fan. And now I live in the DC area, and of course I support the Nationals. Uh, When they won their World Series, that was exciting for all of us, even even though they're not my team. Um, I certainly share the excitement of the city in general, uh, or I should say of uh, you know, Washington DC of the district in general. However, that would never have enough influence to change my allegiance to the Yankees and the Mets. So, um, based on the research that I did, it's very common for folks to stick with the teams that they grew up feeling an allegiance to no matter where they live afterwards and whether their team becomes a losing team uh, as opposed to a winning team. So uh, when I became a New York Giants fan, Eli Manning was winning Super Bowls and now the Giants are a really poor football team and sort of fraught with problems at all levels and in in all different kinds of ways. And that does not mean that I will change my allegiance to the Washington football team because I live here now or to the New York Jets because they were the other New York team or to any other football team. I'm still a Giants fan through thick and thin. And right now we're pretty thin. So uh, I think that's pretty common. People tend to stick with what they what they grew up with or what they believed in from the beginning. And um, it's, you know, part of a sense of community. If you form um, a bond with the rest of the community that supports that team or, you know, goes to that team's games or tailgates outside that team's, you know, park, um, you form sort of a bond to the rest of the community that are fans of that team. And uh, that doesn't dissipate very easily, whether the team is winning or losing, or, you know, if you move, or if you only make it to one game a year when you travel back, that kind of thing. Um, it's it's a very, very strong part of people's identities.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if your team's bad, you just suffer along with everybody else. You suffer yeah. together and you don't quit. So in in the story you had, there was a, or the story you wrote, there was a professor, Daniel Wan, who had this quote, being a fan is a very psychologically healthy activity. Fandom connects us to other like-minded people and satisfies our human need for belonging. I never looked at my fandom of sports in that way. I just thought I love sports and I enjoy watching it. And you talked about community activity and it's also a family activity. Mm -hmm. If you're a huge, like you're a New York Giants fan, Sunday afternoons, you know, that the family's watching the game together. Saturday afternoons, that's what we did. We watched OU football. When I go home for Thanksgiving, they always have a game on Saturday. We always watch it. My brothers come over. The whole family's there. It's a family thing. And when they lose, we all suffer together. So this also, you know, it's healthy. I mean, do you agree with that it's healthy to be a fan?
0: I think it's very healthy to be a fan. Um, As I mentioned in the story that I wrote when I was living in New York City still and really became a very avid Yankee fan, um, I do remember saying to somebody, "It, it sort of makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself. And if you're familiar at all with New York City, which most people are, even if you've never been there, you certainly get a sense of a very crowded area with eight to 10 million residents, Um, on a very, you know, sort of small piece of land, so to speak, and it's a very sort of hurry-up, rushing type of city. Uh, Everybody's busy. There's a lot of transportation. It's loud. It's noisy. And there is a real sense of community in the city in general, but particularly if you're a sports fan, the sense of community with other fans of the same team within the city, since you do have choices of teams to follow, um, that sense of community is very, very strong. So. You know it's sort of uh that sense of belonging to something greater than yourself i think we all crave that whether it's in sports or any other uh, you know sort of parts of our identity um and i do think that a lot of people see their sports fandom as part of their identity it's got nothing to do with who you're betting on or who you're playing in fantasy or um you know as i said earlier you know where you're living it's um, it's who you identify with and which community of sports fans you identify with. I think for Astros fans, since the cheating scandal, um, you know, they've been tested because they, there's been so much criticism, both from the media and from other fans. Um, you know, there were punishments handed down by MLB. So Astros fans have been really tested, and yet um, you know, kudos to those who stuck with the team anyway. Eventually, the team will turn over. It won't be the same players. We're already seeing it in transition. Um, certainly, the coaching staff and the management staff and the front office are turned have turned over and continue to turn over. So um, you know, if you're an Astros fan, I'd continue to be an Astros fan if I grew up or was living in you know the the Houston area. and um, i I don't think that's inappropriate.
1: After the scandal, I've had I, I had people write me and say, I would at least not watch baseball for a year. I would I would not I wouldn't give them the satisfaction of, of following them. And I'm thinking, how would that hurt them? Why would they care if I didn't watch it? If I if I didn't watch baseball for a year, I'm punishing myself because it's something I enjoy doing. And they also ask, how can you? And I think you just answered it, but. How can you still be a fan of the Astros? And I say, what do you want me to do? What What do you want me to do? I can't, you know, be a Chicago Cubs fan. I mean, certainly or, not that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know what they expect. Like, I mean, let's say, you know, you have, let's say, I I grew up in Houston, or let's say you 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 you're a Yankees fan. And and it happened to them. I mean, can you just turn it off?
0: No, and I don't think you can. You know, I, it's interesting. I would say just anecdotally from talking to people, a team that has multiple, multiple losing seasons in a row, I think people can turn that off a little easier than a one-time scandal. A yeah. one-time scandal, you know, a one-time scandal isn't going to lose, isn't going to cause a team to lose fans. I would say years and years of losing, of being a bad team, It puts the team at greater risk of losing fans than
1: that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so the, the misconception also from other fan bases is that Astro fans are okay with what happened. And we're not. We're not okay with it. But it happened. We're ready to let it die. I mean, did the punishment fit the crime? Maybe not were the Astros the only one cheating? I highly doubt it.
0: I highly I,
1: doubt I, it. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, the Astro fans we we say were the scapegoats for the cheating. I mean, it, it wouldn't be good for baseball if 15 teams were fined for cheating. It just wouldn't be good cuz it's I think it would ruin the game, but you also spoke about your fan your uh your fandom being part of your identity. And, and I'm sitting here in my bedroom looking in the mirror while I'm talking to you with my Astros hat and my Astros shirt on. And I'm not even going anywhere. It's mm-hmm. just part part of me. Like I, I got a new boss and I wasn't there his first day, but he saw my name. But he didn't, you know, he couldn't put the face with the name. And then the first day I came back, he was like. I didn't recognize your name, but now I know who you are. You're the guy that wears the Astros hat every day. So it uh, is part of my identity. Absolutely. So to anyone listening to this, we're Astro fans, cheating or not. I mean, we can't help it. That's who we love. So get over it. I mean, I, I, and
0: I completely support that. I have to say, um, you know, it's I think it's appropriate to not condone what happened um you know and
1: they and they don't astro fans don't they just they're tired of hearing about it already
0: they're tired of hearing about it and you know i can't blame them for that you know you think about the patriots and that whole alleged you know football cheating scandal a few years back um i doubt they lost any fans over that uh you know the deflate gate um people in that region and many people throughout the country are still huge Patriots fans, even though, uh, you know, there was that alleged scandal surrounding Tom Brady and, and Belichick at the time, uh, and about, you know, the deflating the football. So, um, you know, I, th- I don't think fan bases drop their fandom on the basis of one scandal, one isolated event. And, uh, and i don't think they should either because time marches on teams march on and as i said earlier teams you know turn over management turns over front offices turn over you're not even talking about the same people anymore so it's really the concept of the astros that you're you know sort of a fan of um not necessarily any one individual player or one individual manager or coach or person in the front office and that concept is, as I said earlier, also part of our identities. It's important to us. And, um, you know, you don't just lose that. Am I proud of everything the Yankees have done over the past, you know, 20 years? Nope, not really. There are things that they've done that I don't approve of. It doesn't make me stop being a Yankee fan. Um, and that's true for all my sports teams. So I think, I think, you know, it's integral to the sense of community and, to fans' identities and um, to needing to feel connected to others, and uh, it's it's good for it's it's as as the professors who have uh, talked about this in their various writings have said, it's 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 healthy for people to be sports fans. Uh, you know, maybe not fanatic in a crazy sense, but you know, to be normal yeah. sports fans, I think is is a healthy thing to do, and um, it's good for people to sort of have that diversion from daily life and your daily activities having to do with work and whatever other headaches you have in your life to have that diversion of sports and sports fandom is healthy
1: so you say fandom is it fulfills the sense or the need of uh being part of something and that kind of explains why People like myself say us and we when we Mm -hmm. talk about our team. Do you do do that as well? Occasionally.
0: It's interesting. If if one is on Twitter a lot, you know, you every so often see tweets of media personalities or other people with large followings who say don't refer to your team as we. It's inappropriate. And they have all kinds of reasons for that. Um, I don't buy that for a second. If you're comfortable referring to your team as we or us, go for it. And, yeah, I catch myself doing it from time to time. Because I write about sports, I try not to do that too much. Uh, You want to try to maintain a little bit of objectivity if you're in the sports writing business. But um, that doesn't mean I don't catch myself doing it here and there. And I don't think there's anything unhealthy or irrational about it.
1: You know, earlier, going back to what you were saying about the Astros team turning over and – I mean, they're pretty much booing the organization, not really the players, even though the ones that were there got got the most, you know, the, the worst part of it. But, I mean, they were even, you know, booing people that hadn't even been drafted yet. And they're mm. booing people that weren't even on the team. And I like to, to go back to Seinfeld episode where they, he talks about, you know, liking a player, and then he moves to another team and you boo him, so you're pretty much just booing laundry. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel because there there was only five players left from the team, the coach, the GM, everybody's gone. and two and one of the players didn't even use it. so and there's been many things come out that it didn't even help them. But let's talk about this. Another another thing that could affect fandom is what if your team relocates? What does that do to your fandom?
0: And I think that's probably the most interesting question because if another team moves to your city, do you become attached to the new team or do you stick with the fandom of the old team? So, um, you know, that's it's, it's, I, I think it becomes a really interesting question. Do you... That- so let's say, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers. So the the, the Milwaukee t- team for many, many years was the Braves. We all know this, right? The Milwaukee Braves, before they moved to Atlanta. And there were people who were huge Milwaukee Braves fans. Well, the Braves moved to Atlanta, um, and they moved in an era where accessing their games on TV was not very easy. We didn't have, you know, streaming options. But, uh, you know, they didn't have streaming options back then and so forth. And so, if you were a Milwaukee Braves fan, to continue to follow the Braves would have just been logistically difficult. But then the Brewers became the team in Milwaukee a couple years later, and um, pretty soon after the Braves moved. And I think most people did move their fandom to the Brewers. Um, Why is that important? It's important because, first of all, the Brewers were in the American League at the time, and the Braves were a National League team. So they were actually switching over to being an American League teams fan. Um, Second of all, you know, the Brewers were not the Braves. It's not like they renamed themselves. This was a new team. It was um, their, you know, the original team was now in Atlanta. So if you lived in Milwaukee in that pivotal period, I, I think people would have been torn. You know, do you try to continue to be a Braves fan, even though it's almost impossible to see the games unless you travel to Atlanta once or twice a year? Um, Do you become a Brewers fan because it's the new team in your city? And, uh, you know, if you were a big Hank Aaron fan, um, you know, that's a Braves thing. That's not a Brewers thing. Um, Eventually it became a Brewers thing as well, but not initially. And so, yeah, I, I think that that's difficult for people. It puts them in a position where they have to make a choice
1: So when you travel, when you move, your fandom comes with you. But when your team leaves, that changes everything that has happened in Houston. They had the Houston Oilers forever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They they leave. They become the Tennessee Titans. I tried my best to like them, to follow them. They were my favorite team. You know, I had the the Titans hat that I would wear but I just couldn't watch enough games and I couldn't get enough. And I think this was way before like Twitter, where you just follow the the writers and you follow the radio stations and you can get all the information you need and you have all the streaming capabilities and all that. Mm-hmm. But I tried to be a Titans fan and it just wasn't the same. I just couldn't do it. And another, another question that I always have for myself and and my friends here in San Antonio ask me all the time, what if San Antonio got a major league baseball team? And I believe I would support them because it would be hard not to, because I could just go down the street and watch a game anytime I wanted to instead of driving three hours, which you add the game is another four and the drive home. I mean, you're looking at investing over 10 hours, maybe even longer than that, you know, to go to a game. So could I switch my fandom? I've been a fan since 96. And I guess I was, I have no idea how old I was. I graduated high school in 89. So 7, 25, somewhere around 25 or 24. So I don't know, I don't know. I mean, i have I've lived in Texas. Since I was 18, I've lived in Texas almost twice as long as I lived in Oklahoma, but I didn't switch my fandom. I don't know.
0: You know, it certainly sounds like you haven't switched your fandom from um, the the college football teams with whom you grew up or, the, you know, the teams that you were supporting when you were living in Oklahoma. And I think the f- fandom that is formed later in life in a city that you didn't grow up in is different than fandom that is formed from your you know sort of formative childhood years i think i think for fandom that is formed as an adult is potentially more transient you know it can change more easily especially if the team isn't there very long or if they move or something happens that makes you sort of reconsider your fandom but if you're you know if you grew up with the oilers and then they move to tennessee um i don't know do you stay an oilers fan uh, Do you become a Texans fan? It's, you know, I think most people became Texans fans, but not yeah. Houston. I don't know. Uh, but that would be my guess.
1: Yeah, so I guess if it would be different if I grew up in Houston. And I was, let's say my parents. It's kind of like what I'm handing down to my son. He He loves the Astros as well. But let's say I grew up in Houston, my family loves the Astros, and then I move here, or like you, like what happened to you? I mean, you moved to Washington. You you've been you've been places with other teams, and your fandom didn't change, right? So, so I don't I don't know. I I, I can't. I don't want to admit that on the podcast, but it it would it'd be hard for me not to to like the team that was here and i don't know if i don't know how that would change my love for the astros i don't know if i'd have to wait for all the guys that are there now to leave it i mean i don't know is it it'd be more convenient to like a team here i i, I don't know
0: well you know first of all we're talking in hypotheticals but second of all it is possible to like two teams at once i mean if you remember they're at the at top of this podcast I was talking about the Yankees and the Mets and how in New York City you're considered a traitor to the Mets or to the Mets fandom. Um, if you if you like the Yankees at all and vice versa, You know you're considered a traitor to Yankee fandom if you like the Mets at all. But because of the environment in which I grew up in which there wasn't real preference, I am a fan of both teams. Now, primarily a Yankee fan, but I am a fan of both teams. Um, I think it is possible to be a fan a fan of two teams. Most likely, people who are a fan of two teams in the same sport or in the same league have a preference for one of the teams over the other. Yeah, uh, it is possible to you know if there were a San Antonio baseball team, and you have a minor league team there, yeah. um, but if you were a San Antonio Major League Baseball fan, doesn't mean you have to stop being an Astros fan.
1: You I guess it would kind of. I guess. I guess you would like both teams. But yeah. If they, if they, so. if, if they played, mean, if they played each other, your true loyalty would come through.
0: That's what happens. So when the Yankees play the Mets, nine out of ten times, I'm rooting for the Yankees. I can't help that. That's just the way it is. And that's just my automatic. That's where my heart is. Even though I, I support both teams, and if the Mets would win a World Series, I'd be pretty damn excited. You know, excited um pardon my use of that expression it's all right uh but uh it's you know sort of yes i think when they play each other is when the, the true test happens that's when it that's when you really figure out what your uh where your true allegiance lies
1: i think another factor would be if if san antonio got a team and they were really good if they were, like, just sitting in last place, the worst team, and let's say they go to the National League, they're the worst team in the National that would be the best thing for them to be in the opposite league as the Astros. But if they were just the most pathetic worst team for 10 years, it would be so easy to not switch over. But if they were really, really good, it would be hard not to get caught up in it.
0: Yeah. I would think that's right. I mean, losing is a factor. You know, it's not the factor. But, you know, as I said earlier, I think if your team is, you know, has losing seasons 10 years in a row or even five years in a row, um, you don't drop your fandom, but it becomes a lot more challenging. So Texans fans, I think, can probably relate to that, which is the way Giants fans feel right now. Sort of uh, two teams that haven't been very, very good in quite a while. So, you know, you don't drop your fandom, but becomes more challenging.
1: Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys could be the worst team in football and they still have fill up that hundred thousand seat stadium.
0: Well, the Cowboys are an entity unto themselves. I think they <laughs> have a they have a following no matter what they do. Uh That's true. Yeah, there, are, there are those iconic teams. I think the Yankees are kind of like the Cowboys that way in baseball. They're sort of the iconic baseball team they're going to have a following and probably the red sox as well um yankees and red sox they'll probably have followings no matter what they do and no matter how long they do it and uh certainly for the dallas cowboys that's true their their following is their following and you know people from all over the country love them um they just have their own mystique or persona that just uh, transverses localities and where you grew up and who you grew up with and what your parents were you know, fans of and all that. There are some teams like that.
1: Well, Deb, that's all I have for you. Do you have anything else you wanna add?
0: No, I just wanna thank you for inviting me to be on the podcast. I'm very, very pleased and um, hope everybody enjoyed this conversation. And you can find me on Twitter at Deb Seymour 51. And uh, I have a blog and the link to the blog is in my Twitter um, bio. So you can have a look at that. I also write for Ball 9, which is a new entity that is focused on only baseball and across all of baseball, but only baseball, not all sports. Um, So you can find me there as well. And I just want to thank everybody who's listening to this.
1: And whenever I post this, uh, when I release it, I will definitely tag you so everybody that's listening can find you easier. So, for Deb, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot.